Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Peter King Podcast. Back at home after... 18 training camps away over the past month and back at home in Brooklyn recording from here today. And I've got a fun podcast for you. I'm going to play you two sort of long sound bites uh, from my conversation last week in Tampa with Tom Brady. And I picked them because I thought that they were the most fascinating and the things I learned the most about. So we'll have that. Then we're also going to hear from Tampa Bay coach Bruce Arians, uh, who was revealing, I thought, in our conversation. And also, I stopped in at the Steelers preseason game Saturday night against Detroit um, and had a brief conversation with Mike Tomlin. You will hear that as well. So before we get to that, three notes of interest around the National Football League as the teams get ready to play their final preseason game. Uh, everybody will play their final preseason games this weekend. So obviously there has been not necessarily a COVID outbreak in Buffalo, but with the news that one of the trainers uh, had uh, has COVID and was in close contact to several Bills, now five Bills players included, including noted uh uh, anti-vaxxer or whatever you would call it, guy who doesn't believe in the vaccine, Cole Beasley, now will have to stay away from the team for five days. And look, this is all this is is a cautionary tale because I'm just telling you, this is what this season is going to be like in the NFL. Uh, I think especially with the Southern teams. You know, as I was in New Orleans, Jacksonville, Tampa, uh, there was no question at all that those teams are highly concerned, and I mean highly concerned with what is going to happen this season with COVID. Uh, obviously, Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Titans, has tested positive. So this is not only is it not over, but it could be just as dangerous and just as big an interfering factor in the 2021 season as it was in 2020. Secondly, the Patriots have traded running back Sony Michelle to the Rams. Uh, Michelle, overall a disappointment in New England. The Rams clearly desperate for an NFL caliber running back. When I was in Rams camp, 
the word was that they didn't think they had an every down running back on the roster. And if they didn't get one, what it meant was Matthew Stafford, who already is going to throw the ball a million times this year, would have thrown it even more. So getting Sony Michelle means that uh, the Los Angeles Rams are going to be able to have a representative good running back who came into camp this year in really good shape. And the fact is the Patriots don't really need Sony Michelle. Uh, they're in very good shape at the running back position. So they get either a fourth round compensatory pick next year from the Rams, or they'll get fifth and sixth round picks from the Rams. I think it's a pretty good deal for both teams. The Rams really don't value draft choices the way that most other teams in the league do. That's probably a discussion for another podcast, but it served them pretty well in making them contenders so far. And finally, a couple things about the New Orleans quarterback situation. Had a good conversation with Sean Payton when I was in New Orleans last week. Uh, there was no question that the Monday night preseason game against Jacksonville was huge for the New Orleans Saints because Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston were in, still in significant competition for the uh, quarterback job, the starting quarterback job. And as I wrote in my column this week, you just got the sense that the Saints, uh, not that they were pulling for Jameis Winston necessarily, but they thought that that was going to be the best thing for the team because if Taysom Hill wins the quarterback job, Jameis Winston is a classic backup quarterback. But if Jameis Winston wins the job, Taysom Hill will play probably about 200 snaps in the regular offense this year. He'll have a huge role on special teams. Uh, and it's just better for the overall team if Winston wins the job. And I think in the wake of his very solid performance Monday night against Jacksonville, that he probably will win the job. In fact, by the time you hear this, you may have heard that uh, that he has been named the starter. Now, I don't have any inside information on that, but I would expect uh, Jameis Winston uh, to get the starting job. So let's get into our conversations now. Uh, first, I'm going to start with uh, the couple of sound bites from Tom Brady. One is about how what it basically takes for him to get familiar with a receiver. And we talk specifically about a young wide receiver named Jalen Darden, a fourth-round pick from North Texas, who Brady has been working with a lot in training camp, uh, working with him individually. Uh, and he's gotten pretty uh, you know, tight with Darden uh, professionally. And so I would expect Darden to play some role with this team. But the reason I thought this was significant, it gives you an idea of how Tom Brady thinks and what's important for him right now for a young receiver and, and why it's so important for he and a young receiver to get on the same page. So here's Brady on all that. It was very, um, I think it's good for me to kind of have different expectations coming in. Like I know where to park, where my locker is, 
what the game days are like, what the travel's like, what the drive to work's like, what the stadium's like. You know, it's like last year it was everything was new. Everything, personal life, professional life, relationships, teammates, opponents, practice fields, the meals. You know, this year it's like I know what to do. You know, I know the offense, I know the terminology. Now it's just we really got to focus on, you know, how to make ourselves the best we possibly could be. It's, it's not going to be easy. I mean, this is a very hard Byron said something really good today. It's a very simple game that's very hard to execute. It's a very simple game, you know, but it's very hard to get 11 people on the same page on every play. Yeah. Like, that is intense effort to get 11 people coordinated. Individually, it's simple. Throwing and yeah. catching and running routes. And, but now i got to connect with the moving receiver. That's a lot harder. Now i got to connect with the moving receiver with line in front of me. That's hard. Now i got to do the same thing with a difficult blitz look that's hard do it oh now i got a play clock and now we're down it's hard it's got to be on the same page at the end of the day like no one can fix it except the quarterback and receiver it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks i'm throwing the ball you're catching it we got to yeah. be on the same page yeah we got to connect yeah we got to literally have a, a bond and connection between us and you got to think what I'm thinking all the time. So the more you talk and the more you do it, the better it is. And the longer I played with guys, the better it is. Um, you know, the shorter you play together, you can't cover everything in five weeks of training camp or in two yeah. years together. Five years together, maybe. Yeah. Seven years together, okay, you're, it's, it's pretty good. You know, you play seven years together with a receiver, you can make a lot of magic happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. but after a year or two, man, there's still things there's so many variables that you got to get right and um it's a it's a it's a chess game everything's new i mean it's you have a play then i change the play then i look at you and i change the route then i see a defense that we didn't necessarily talk about but everything i got to throw right here yeah so you got to throw in point two, you know two two seconds yeah a laser chin high to a place that i don't know where it's going to be and you got to run where i think you're going to run so it's just Every player, hey, this is what I'm thinking, you know, and you got to have someone that can take the, hey, take the critique, take the, you know, the, the yeah. it's not coaching, it's, you got to be on the same page together. So just, it's constant communication. The second soundbite I have from Brady is about how it's so different for him this year uh, compared to last year in Tampa. I just enjoyed the kind of the thoughtful response and the fact that when I, I, you know, as I wrote in the column, you know, I'm not sure we really appreciate a guy walking into his new team, getting into the huddle for the first time with his new offense exactly one month before opening day and going on to throw for more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, more yards than Aaron Rodgers and winning the Super Bowl by 22 points. I mean, there's a very good chance that's the best accomplishment of Tom Brady's career. But anyway, he talks about his comfort level this year compared to last. So give it a listen. It was a really special year for a lot of reasons, you know. It was a lot of um, change, you know, to go from one place to another. And then it was magical how how the team made it happen. I, I was very, I think, you become a free agent, there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of reasons why you would choose Tampa or another place, you know? And I think when I look back, how fortunate I was 
to choose here because all the things that happened when I got here were better than even what I thought. Yeah. They could have been different. And I think, you know, BA... But they weren't better the whole time. I mean, I, it, it, you went through some hardships Absolutely. during the season. You it know? Was, it's not perfect. Like when Peyton went to Denver, yeah. man, it was hard. It was hard. I talked to him about it. I, and he told me, that the first, he goes, the toughest year I had was my first year. You know, and I was expecting that. You know, because there's so many situations in football that you have to cover. And you're one year in and you're, you're two games in and things happen and it's like, okay, we have a problem. Coach BA has known how to solve that problem one way. I have, in my experience, solved the problem another way. It's, a, it's a, the same problem, we've identified it, but in Bruce's thought and, and Byron, this is how he'd like to do it. In my mind, I'd go, oh, this is what I think. And then how do we get on the same page? So they're confident and I'm confident. And, you know, you just work through it. And I think I was, they're so receptive to, and I'm receptive to them. You know, ultimately we, we want the same thing. So you just, you work through like, okay, I got to relearn something. And BA's going like, all right, I got to relearn something. And it actually makes it great for, for me and for him because the trust really pays off in the end for all of us, you know? Yeah. Other than going, ah, you know, should have done it my way or he should have done it my way or football's the ultimate you look around the league it's the ultimate blame game yeah yeah general managers head coaches players quarterbacks receivers defense offense it's so easy to blame someone else yeah it's so hard to say hey i didn't get the job done and we collectively didn't get the job done and that's the best part about team sports yeah and i picked a team where everybody's like hey we got to get better we got to do it better and it's not I got all the answers. You guys just all screwed it up except me. That's the exact opposite of way to play the game. Yeah. You know, you got to play it together. My thanks to Tom Brady and to um, uh, particularly a shout out to Nelson Luis, the uh, uh, vice president of communications uh, with the with the Bucks. I've been talking to him for a while about trying to get Brady, and and he was very helpful in it, and I really appreciate him. Uh, uh, his work and and making so many people available to me when when I was in Tampa uh, for just a day last week. So let's move on to our interview with Bruce Arians. Um, I enjoyed this conversation because I think it gives you a little bit of a feel of how Arians is going to approach this year and just how different it is this year from last year. Here's Bruce Arians. With Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have to ask you, how's your life changed now? You've won a Super Bowl. You've coached a Super Bowl winner. It never gets old, brother. It, being introduced as that never gets old. But, uh, you know, finally, after the ring ceremony, we could put last year to bed and, and get this team focused on this year's job and uh, put it in the rearview mirror. But, uh, yeah, that, that part never gets old. You know, it was almost exactly 10 years ago, a decade ago, that you got either, depending on how you'd term it, either fired or not renewed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And part of you thought, well, that's it. You're riding off into the sunset. And I wonder, could you have ever imagined, A, that you were going to coach another 10 years, and B, that this would have happened? No, not in a million years. Um, 
You know, um, one storybook year changed all our lives. You know, Chuck's phone call to come to Indianapolis. Chuck Pagano in the Colts, yeah. yeah. He makes that call, and we go to Indianapolis, and, uh, you know, we're driving up the road, and my wife looks at the phone, and she says, oh, shit, you're going to take this job. <laughs> and I'm like, let's wait till he would see what he's got to say. But uh, when, when Chuck got leukemia and got sick and they got an opportunity to, to take over, it opened up all those doors that were, not, that were never going to open. And I knew they were never going to open. And it's a shame that it took Chuck to get sick for it to happen. But, uh, you know, life is funny, man. It takes some crazy turns sometimes. But just two more questions about you that really interest me. Remember, at that time, even after you had the coach of the year season in Indianapolis, the only interim coach ever to do so, you still go through the first seven jobs of that postseason without getting a sniff. Seven jobs get filled. The only job left is the Arizona Cardinals. And luckily you get that job. But just imagine if they hire somebody else. Maybe, maybe you're never a head coach. Oh, I, I doubt I ever would have been. You know, I, I took the Chicago interview first and then uh, came back and uh, really wasn't even going to take the Arizona one because Kenny Wisenhout and Russ Grimm and, and Kevin Spencer, those guys were all won a Super Bowl with in Pittsburgh. And I wouldn't have to let some of those guys go. You know, we're good friends. And it's like I called Kenny said, bro, I, I don't know if I can take this interview. And he really talked me into taking the interview. Wow. So – Let's go to the present tense now. You and your general manager, Jason Light, have brought everybody of great importance back to this team. The coaches are back. The front office is back. Probably your 25 most important players are all back. To me, that seems almost a blessing and a curse because you don't have a lot of new blood here. How has it been so far for you? Oh, it's been fantastic. You know, Jason... Mike Greenberg, Jackie Davison just did an unbelievable job of, of getting everybody back. And we're very fortunate. The hiring process happened before the Super Bowl. There's no doubt in my mind, had the hiring process happened after the Super for Bowl. For coaches. For coaches. I'd have lost Todd and Byron. And, uh, you know, so to have your whole coaching staff come, we don't even have staff meetings. We've been together so long. Everybody knows what to do, where to go, how to do it. And uh, coaching coaches is harder than coaching players. And uh, so it's like, have them back, have all the players back to top 25 to 30 guys, then I thought we Jason just hit a home run with the draft and we, the influx of new young guys uh, that are going to make big impacts on this football team. And Giovanni Bernard, talk about his impact early. Yeah, you know, Gio was one of the guys that we really targeted in, in free agency, and uh, it, was, it was a great interest on his part, great interest on our part. You know, a veteran back that's a solid pro person and f football player. But he gives us a pass-catching guy out of the backfield uh, that's been there and done it. And uh, he, he's been a blessing in a lot of ways because of his preparation. He's one of those meticulous preparing guys. Nothing's going to surprise him in a ball game. And it's rubbing off on some of our younger players. Are there any – is there a downside at all to bringing everybody back, the whole – idea that maybe some people are complacent yeah i think with with the everybody's think thought would be complacency would be the problem and uh you know i gave all the veterans the entire spring off and uh, we brought in 45 young players looking for about 10 15 spots 
and uh, mostly were special teams. So we spent the entire OTAs with them. Then we brought the vets in for the mandatory mini camp. <laughs> when you have Levante David and, and and I'll even throw Devin in there as young as he is, but Devin so, White, yeah. Devin White, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, all the leaders we have on defense. There's no complacency, but the com competition between our offense and our defense is relentless every day because they're both really top five in their in their in their rank ranking. So they want to win every day. They're really and with Brady on offense, there's not going to be any com complacency. I promise you. What's Brady like in year two with the Bucks? Oh, it's, it's, it's night and day. I mean, he knows how to get to work. First of all, he knows where. <laughs> Where, where to stop, where to get groceries, all those things that, that, that affect your life. But uh, the terminology, it just flows now. Uh, he's seeing pictures in his brain. When he calls a play, he knows the picture in his brain. Last year was just a bunch of words. What the hell does that mean? Uh, all the way up to probably week nine. Uh, it, was, it was just a learning process and us learning him how to make him comfortable. Byron did just an unbelievable job. I get way too much credit for anything that happens offensively. It's all Byron. And, uh, and Tom, and um, so now it's, uh, he can be more vocal. He can be even a better leader uh, because he really knows what the hell he's doing. You know what I really remember about being here last year? Exactly one month before your first game of the season, to give people an example of how difficult it was last year, exactly one month I saw the first practice where he huddled with his offense. <laughs> Imagine you don't set, you don't get in a huddle with your teammates because of COVID, because of all the restrictions, until 30 days before you have to play the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. And that's why, to me, the first few weeks of the season, I, I would have been surprised if you won many games at all. Yeah, I was shocked we got to 6-2. and two. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of it was our young defense getting better and better. And, uh, and, and then Tom and Byron just – Working together, you know, staying in a comfort zone as much as possible. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, I got to give our staff unbelievable amount of credit because we had to learn how to teach, eat, meet, travel differently in, in a matter of 30 days for the entire season. You know, we had to learn how to eat outside, how to meet outside. Uh, we have such a great facility, it kind of made it easier than most teams because we could meet outside. And uh, then travel, moving all your travel back, not having night meetings before the game and all those things that go into it. it just, it's our, our guys and our staff, our players and our staff just did a hell of a job. How different is it this year? Y you know, with, well, with because you still have some restrictions, obviously. Yeah, everybody else is, acts like they're normal. We can't. You know, we've already had some positive cases on vaccinated people. And uh, so we have to still be extremely cautious family-wise and, and still sacrifice a lot as players and coaches and families. Um, it's great to have the fans back. Believe me, it's great to have the fans back. But again, they, they are more normal than we are. You're in the belly of the beast with this Delta variant and COVID. And everybody had hoped by now that every, all of this would be over. It obviously isn't over. You still have to be cautious every day, don't you? There's no doubt because, you know, we've had, you know, fully vaccinated people get sick or test positive, but they don't get sick. They just, they have symptoms, very mild. But again, you miss 10 days of work. So if it's, if it's our players, they're going to miss a game or maybe two. 
when you look at this coming season, what are the potholes that you look at, you know, entering 2021 defending your title? Things you can't control, injuries. Injuries decimate a team quickly. Um, obviously still COVID, which is a huge part of it. Um, missing time, missing games. Um, and then for that, if we, if we can dodge those two, then I love our chances. You want to make a prediction? I think we'll dodge them. <laughs> last thing, what have you learned in the last year and a half from Tom Brady? Well, uh, it was reaffirmed more than learned, having been with Peyton Manning, that preparation is the key. And um, he prepares himself physically, mentally, as good as anybody I've ever seen. But he is such an unbelievable coach to younger players, not just on the field, but off the field with TB12 and some of the things that, that he does to teach young players how to do it the right way. And he really embraces that. And I never knew that about him. And it's probably the most positive thing I can say about him. And this year, who have you seen him kind of take under his wing or, or help a lot? I remember last year watching him and O.J. Howard. Mm -hmm. He really was on top of O.J. Howard. I thought O.J. Howard was going to have a great year until yeah. he got hurt. No doubt about it. And, and Scotty Miller really blossomed. I think if you look at Jalen Darden, the young, young rookie, uh, Tom sees a lot of sort of things he likes and uh, trying to get him very comfortable in, in his in his role and uh, you know some of the young offensive linemen that, that might give us depth you know helping them too. Hey Bruce good luck this is going to be fun to watch. Thank you Pete it's always fun. Justin and so good thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. My thanks to Bruce Arians for his time. A very, very busy day around the Buccaneers last week. So we'll end uh, the interview portion of the podcast with, uh, with Mike Tomlin, who, you know, this year it'll be his 15th season coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I still find it amazing that he will end this year, as I say in here. He won't turn 50 until after this season. 
Imagine coaching for 15 years with one team before your 50th birthday. I just think that's amazing. Anyway, here's Mike Tomlin after the Steelers' victory over the Detroit Lions at Heinz Field. Mike, you've just finished off a win over the Detroit Lions, but in the preseason, it's not necessarily about that. It's about answering the questions that you guys have. Tell me about your offensive line, which you probably are going to start five guys at different positions than they started a year ago. There have been two things that I've been really impressed with. First, their level of conditioning individually and collectively. The group's in great shape, and that's a catalyst for everything. And, and lastly, their finish. I like the direction that the pile has fallen. I like the effort that the guys are finishing plays with. Um, if we continue to, to build off of that foundation, I'm, I'm confident that we're going to have the type of cohesion and have the type of line that we need. A lot of coaches would look at an offensive line making five major changes the way you did Maybe fear is the wrong word, but with some trepidation. How did you feel knowing that you were going to make all of these changes in the offseason? You know, um, it's just part of it. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we were last in the league last year and running the football. So, you know, there's not a lot of room or places to fall. Um, we don't live in our fear. We live in our hopes and dreams. We're excited about this group that we're putting together and the way that they're working and the way that they're coming together. Najee Harris has been a revelation throughout the offseason and through training camp. What have you seen in him that gives you hope he can be an impact player early? He's just a tremendous competitor in just about every circumstance we put him in. Not only the things that you see in stadium, but probably more importantly, day-to-day in practice and competition periods and drill work. Um, he, he's got a thirst for the competition, and, and that's exciting. The interesting thing about your team is that very rarely do you have an end of the season kind of as devastating as you guys had, and then have to come into the next season and think, boost your team and say, hey, we're going to make it, we're going to be okay. How did you deal with your team mentally after how last season ended? You know, it's always devastating unless you're the world champ. Um, that's the mentality that we have. So I understand your question, question, but we, I don't know that we live in that world. You know, we realize that we set out to be world champs, and either you are or you aren't, and we weren't. And uh, so we load up and we go in, with an effort to be world champs in 2021. Do you think you've ever seen the division that you're going to be playing in as strong with at least three teams and maybe the Bengals too, as strong as this division is? You know, we don't pay a bunch of attention to the, to the preseason hype or, or non-hype. Um, we're just preparing ourselves to play. We respect um, everybody we play against. We respect the, the competition in our division. It's always going to be rough and tumble, but that's no indication of record. And so um, we, we just proceed with that understanding, and we're ready in ourselves for the fights that lie ahead. Last thing, Mike, you're entering your 15th year as a coach. You aren't even 50 years old yet. And I wonder, as you look at why so many young coaches in the NFL are making an imprint and getting hired early on the way you did. What do you see? You know, I, I'm not going to pretend to, to understand uh, what people are looking for, um, but there's just some dynamic young coaches, some bright coaches out there, some guys that are on the cutting edge of innovation, and I think people want a part of that, offense and defense. Mike, good luck this year. Thank you. Thank you. My thanks to Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, and Mike Tomlin, uh, hope you learned something from those conversations. Uh, I am going to be back next week, and I'm not sure I'm going to do any more interviews from the road. I've kind of exhausted them. I might pull one or two of them out. Uh, 
But I think next week I'll just start telling you a little bit about some of the things I saw on the road, what I think, how it's changed my opinion about this season. Um, But if there's anything you want to hear on the podcast or you want me to discuss on the podcast, please send me an email at peterkingfmia at gmail.com. It's peterkingfmia, football morning in America, at gmail.com. And I will try to get to your request next week on the podcast. Hope you enjoy the final week of the preseason games. I have to tell you, I'm probably not going to be watching a lot of them. (laughs) There's a couple things I have in mind that I want to see this weekend, but uh, you'll see a, a pretty good chunk on both the Ravens and the Steelers in Football Morning in America next Monday, August 30. Hope you enjoy that. Learned a lot on my visit. Uh, visits to those two places have a great weekend everyone and really look forward to starting to really look forward to the 2021 nfl season Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.